Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 397. We are three away from our 400th episode. That is incredible. I am your host, Florence Zion. I am joined here by my co-host in chief. In chief? Not the second in command. We're both in the same level. Uh, Andy Anako. Hey, Andy. It's 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 sort of like uh, uh, one one of us is president, the other is prime minister. It's like, wait a minute, uh, like in Russia. Was, was it? Was oh, there some, I like that. So well, we're no, oligarchs. Not, not, not like, like in. Well, okay, yeah, yes, yes. Oh. If we, <laughs> I was going to say not like in Russia because Russia is kind of a dictatorship. But in terms of titles, yes, uh, first. Putin decided It'd be that kind of fun to be a dictatorship, was, was, though, exactly. right? So he he basically kept changing his titles, right? Exactly. But yeah, no, we we are. Th- I I I am not ashamed to admit that when I see three nine seven, I think three weeks until I get to buy myself a, an actual cake. Like an I was just thinking, grocery, that. an actual bakery that. cake. I'm pr- yeah. I'm proud of us. Okay, I'm very proud put- of us. But I'm also looking forward to. In the in the in the, at the end of February in New England, when you just need something, a you need fats and and carbohydrates to keep you warm, but also you need a, a glimmering beacon. No matter where, no matter what the source of that beacon comes from, of happiness and joy and hope, knowing that spring is coming, just stick it through. And I, I think that an eighteen thousand calorie cake that. I will take four days to eat all by myself. We'll do the trick. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, goodness. Now I, we're going to have to we're going to have to coordinate on this one for our 400th episode. Uh, and perhaps we should do something special. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We have time. Um, yeah, so as you noticed, dear listener, I was missing from the last episode 396. Uh, I again got sick and that sucks <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but I really want to thank Andy for just like keeping the torch burning while I'm out because it means I get to come back to a very warm enclave where we can continue to do our <laughs> podcasting and talk about all the things that have happened of which there's actually been a lot happening. Um, February tends to be a very busy time. In the consumer tech world, yes, it does. Because <sighs> where did I go this week? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so i I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to go ahead and show Andy the Galaxy S23 Ultra. Yeah, you, you so you, you went to the you, in green. Ooh, lovely. Well, no, it's not. It's not green, is it? What What's the phony baloney colorway name that they gave that? Oh my gosh, I forgot what they called it, but but it's green. It's, it's like yeah, it's 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 like it's 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 like I had a high school locker that was painted that color. And I went to a yes, and I went to a yes, high school and I went to a high school that was like built in like 1963. So. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> that was oh, Andy. If I use that in my review, I'm citing you. Please. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I, I, I would, I would be, I would be honored. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's gonna be a while before i have like the full review because this is this is so much phone yes <laughs> and even last year it took me three weeks to really like get a hang of everything this phone does so i'm really looking forward to putting it through its paces um i just set it up today the day that we're recording which is thursday we're a little late this week because again samsung took over my life and um 
and it's that time of year. I am excited, though, to share everything that I learned about it with Andy. And I already have things to tell Andy, which we are going to get to in the bulk of this podcast. Yes. So until we get there, until we get to that part, I want to tell you about some other goodies that I got in while I was out. Mm. So I actually got in... Um, in our show notes, if you wouldn't mind clicking through, I actually got in the Samsung SmartThings station, which <laughs> sort of very quietly got announced at CES. I unfortunately did not get a chance to cover the news while I was at CES, but they were actually handing them out as freebies at the Samsung event. So I made sure to get one and take one home. So it's, and like, it's, so it's like a what hub. It, is. It, it, it looks like a coat. I'm, I'm looking at the picture right now. You, you, you have a link to the Samsung newsroom press release, and it looks like a, 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 a one of those one of those uh, I don't want to call it a smart coaster, but one of those things where if you put your coffee mug down up, down upon it, you would instinctively believe that it would be keeping your coffee warm. Correct. Like, Correct. A, like a hot plate In half fact, the size of a pop tart. I, I actually do have a hot plate. Right next to the Smart Things station, and they look nearly similar. So we'll see if I accidentally put my coffee on the other one tomorrow. Unfortunately, my coffee doesn't have a Qi charger on it because this is also a wireless charger for your mobile device. Nice. <laughs> and it also has a button that you can program on it to do a smart home action. Actually, three different there's three different ways that you can interact with it. You can long press, you can double press, or you can press once. And then each of those things will do its own thing the way any like action button would. Um, but in the process of my setting this up to test, right? Because I am trying to live inside these ecosystems so I understand them better. I inadvertently messed up my smart home <laughs> because what I did is I named, I named the smart things... What I don't know what I did, but I named something Office, some hub I named Office, and I think I did it through Smart Things. And now when I go to like turn on my bedroom lights, because they are seen as part of the Office by Smart either Smart Things, I'm pretty sure it's Smart Things or something else. The bedroom lights and the office lights are now all connected, which is not supposed to be that way because the bedroom <laughs> is upstairs. It's a different vibe than the workplace downstairs, right? Of course, it's a totally different head. Totally. Completely. <laughs> so I hate everything. <laughs> I don't know why I did this. I I just I just don't care anymore. I'm just like, I'm not gonna fix it. I don't care right now. Oh God. And I'm, I've I been manually adjusting everything now through the Google Home app. <laughs> oh God. I'm 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 actually we're in synchronicity because uh, I am. Uh, I, I know that I've been talking for months off and on about like how I have this long. I've been working on this long range plan after like living here for like three four years to like get rid of every bit of accumulated clutter and also basically now that I now that I'm I absolutely know how I use this space and what's important and what's not to install shelves exactly where I yeah. want to put it. But the furniture instead of what what it 
you, you, you have these plans when you have a blank canvas and you try to intellectualize it and you probably mm -hmm. going to be about 78% right. But oftentimes you're going to be, it's the 22% wrong that you really need to address after a couple of years. Uh, and part of it is taking down like my network because I'm, I need to like rehang it, restring it, upgrade switches, stuff like that. And I, of course I unplugged my hue, uh, my hue hub for, for my hue lights. And ever since I plugged it back in, uh, things haven't go gone wacky per se. It's just that sometimes the lights respond to voice commands. Sometimes they don't. Google always thinks that it's turned the kitchen lights on or off, but I have to actually like step out of my office and look to see if the lights are on or off. And sometimes that's it works and sometimes it doesn't. That's not smart home works. Yeah, that's, that's not that's, very smart. That's that, that's that, that's dim. That's that's a dim home. That's a. I like that. That's that's dim. That's, that's, that's a <laughs> that's dim. Good, that's a good one. Yeah. Use use that as oh, well, please. That's so, a, such a yeah. good one. And so I, I know I know that I can definitively solve this problem by saying, okay, you know what? You you already committed to yourself to saying I'm going to I'm going to un, unspool my entire network and rebuild it. What's so bad about like resetting like 14 light bulbs? And I could rename them too because some of them are still uh, there. There's a there's a desk lamp that has two bulbs in it, and one bulb is named porch light, and the other one is named bedside lamp. Because when I basically that's what that's how I named them in the old house because one they were oh <laughs> and, and I've when done I this. and when I put them oh, back yes. in Everybody's to this, done this desk lamp yeah and yes. so it would be good example to simply say just, oh that's just the desk desk yeah. lamp but I'm trying not to because that's see that's the sort of thing that my dad used to do like no matter how many times like I told him that if something's not going right with your with your Windows machine give me a call. I'm like 10 minutes away. Worst comes to worst, I will come over and fix it. Usually it's something that can be fixed. And I wouldn't find, but mm -hmm. he wouldn't call. I, I find out like oh, two and a half weeks later that like he couldn't connect to his printer. So he decided to uh, reformat the hard drive and reinstall Windows. And that, congrats. Okay, dad, that, that did solve the problem. Uh, if, again, if you were trying to win a $20 bar, bar bet saying that, by hook or by crook, you could solve this problem. You would have won your $20. I'm saying that wow. maybe I could have spent 11 minutes looking at your drivers and settings and fixed it without you having to spend four or five or six hours on this project. So that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to avoid. I'm, I'm trying, but I also realized that there's a, there's a tenet of adulthood. I don't know how many of our listeners are not full adults yet. I'm going to give you a sneak peek at like something you're probably going to only learn by bad example in your late 20s, that there are some people that are completely irrational, that you're trying to understand why they do the things they do because you are a rational and compassionate person who wants, who believes in the golden rule, doing unto others, et cetera, and you can't understand why this person even though no matter how you've labeled your lunch your lunch in the in the in the break room fridge they simply don't care and they will always see again it's not like oh you're going to you're going to try to work your way through it maybe it's a problem that uh he can't read my writing so i'll i'll print it instead that okay maybe it's not big enough okay well but maybe it's that it's falls it's open so he looks inside it so maybe if i and what you're trying to do is all of this, all of this is silly because you are trying to create a rational solution to someone who's doing something that is irrational, which is to simply say anything that's in the fridge that I want is mine. 
this is the sort of thing that you've it, it, it understanding this will help you in your adult relationships it will also help you when you're trying to diagnose technical problems because i am trying mm-hmm. to find a rational solution to how to get the uh, to get google home plus the hub plus these light bulbs to talk to each other identify each other there is must be a root cause that i can solve it's possible that there isn't that these are just psychopathic devices and that the only way to fix it is to implement the dad protocol and simply wipe it and start over again so uh, that's that's what i'm navigating right now but i okay so my my situation gets a little more complicated though and and I'm about to do the whole wipe and start over because here's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm about to bring the HomePod into the ecosystem. The second oh gen God, HomePod the Apple that HomePod. just came out from Apple. Yeah. Yeah. I already have a HomePod mini that's running that I've, I've had running as kind of my like little Apple hub here. But um, I now have a full system that I need to test out, including the Apple TV 4K. Hmm. I have no so I know this is a Google podcast but because I've been dipping my toes into this other ecosystem I do think it's really fun. I'm I'm having a lot of fun living between like these two ecosystems but it's also really hard because it means that this weekend what I have to do is I have to go figure out how my soundbar and Google and Fire TV setup is going to exist alongside an <laughs> Apple setup so that things aren't changing completely for my family when we want to sit down and enjoy something. So it's going to be an interesting weekend. Yeah, And yeah. I don't think I'm not going to try and pair the sound bar with these home pods. I'm not going to try and do anything fancy, but maybe I will. I don't know. Yeah. See, this is, this is why uh, the, Google does things because of its nature that it learns some extremely useful and consumer friendly skills. Apple also, because of its nature, does some things very well and learns some very consumer-friendly skills. But sometimes, because their natures are different, how they help out the consumer, it's expressed in different ways. Google has always been based on whatever it is, whatever piece of software you're you're using, whatever piece of hardware you're using, however you're connecting to the internet. We're here. We have to support you. We have to make sure that you will that our phone will work with whatever you bring it close to. So that's why it's generally if uh, when when as as random as some anything that's connected to a network can be, I almost never have a real problem with Google Home hardware because again the the uh, the, the engineers who developed this gave it a fundamental sense of chaos that nothing will work as it's supposed to nothing will be the standard that as it was actually locked in by international uh, engineering engineering uh, research groups just have here's how to here's how to navigate that apple on the other hand has always been like we built the home pod to work great with the apple t- the apple home pod to the with the apple t- great with the apple tv which works great on your apple iphones which also works great with your apple macintoshes and they all just plain work and when you raise your hand and you say oh that's great but actually i have a google tv they will say for just as little as $99 <laughs> you can replace the google tv with an apple tv so yeah i don't i don't envy for you for just as little as three hundred dollars, you can replace all those Nest audios yeah. that you bought for only a hundred dollars, and replace them with these boomier ones. Listen, I think it's going to be an interesting experience. 
especially because I do still have that Google Home Max out there in the dining room. Okay. I never got rid of that baby. We left it out there. You know why? Because it still works. And it's still really loud and boomy. It's nice. And I know, Andy, are you still doing the stereo setup at your house? with it i got i got the stereo set up like in the uh, in the office mm-hmm. i've got a third one like in the living room that acts that acts as my group of hey i just want this well, that's right I'm, you I'm bought that one and, when it was on super yeah. sale mm-hmm. so i'm really happy with these things they, they're not they've been off the, yeah. they've been off the list for like what three years now two years now like three years now but yeah. oh my goodness they, they still work great and they still sound great and I just don't have any as 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 marvelous as Apple's grapefruit and tangerine sized smart speakers are. As much as I would love to put the Google to put the uh, to to put the HomePod Mini on top of the HomePod and make it look like a little snowman, I'm I'm perfectly fine with my big shoebox style. I'm going to do that filling. for my review photos. <laughs> I should find some googly eyes. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> And a, and a, and like and like a and like a little <laughs> like googly pink, eyes on our products and a little like little like pink pom pom <laughs> like for a nose. I have all those things because you know I have like a crafting closet from my past life as a crafter. It's probably a future life as well, but you just gotta. I don't know. Gotta find the time. Gotta find the time. <laughs> gotta find the. Speaking of time, uh, can you believe that we are already in earnings season? Oh yes. <laughs> right the, like the, the, we're the, already the, announcing this yeah the the the, the march of sadness <laughs> march it's march the, it's the march of sad i was going to make a march sadness joke but i realized that we're too close to march for that actually to anyway but yes it's no nobody is having good results uh and so yeah there's so uh we're not gonna be talking about it this week google had of course their earnings call today actually a lot of things happened today as i was like writing up the writing up the and show doc. Mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. yeah we'll, we'll talk about it in full next week uh, uh the quick news is that if you're worried about did google make oodles and oodles of dough or not they made oodles and oodles of dough. They're in profit. I mean, compared to us, <laughs> they oh, made a lot. Oh money. yeah, no. I mean, if <laughs> if Google, compared as, to you if, and me combined, <laughs> if Google as an entity, like as as a as a human manifestation of the entire corporation, I'm not talking about any specific like employee therein, but as a human manifestation of Google, if like we went out to lunch together and they insisted on taking the check. I wouldn't fight that hard over it. I would say I, I know it's I, this is I know this is uh, this is gauche, but I would say you know what they they made tens of millions of dollars in the past three past three months. They can afford to to, to to treat me to a chicken club sandwich and not even feel it. And anyway, but yeah, so oh. uh, uh, digital ad sales were way down. That's probably the only thing you're really <laughs> going to care about right now. Uh, but uh, and there are some other cool details i haven't i've barely skimmed the 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 transcript of the of the of the earnings call but we'll talk about that next week yeah it's it's a lot we have a lot we have a lot to unpack this week next week (laughs) yeah we do that's samsung unpacked great little segue there that's that's the 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 sort of ad lib unscripted ad lib uh that Mm -hmm. only comes after you've got 396 of these behind under your belt I was gonna say this is this is all done with practice makes perfect. Practice makes practice. Keep practicing. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it, 
I try when we were when I was doing yoga more heavily and I was talking about practicing, I would always say that like practice or uh practices and brava. I forgot what the saying was, but it was supposed to say don't be so hard on yourself if you don't practice every day. Anyway, uh that said, yeah, so we're gonna talk about Samsung Unpack. So I'll I will I will debrief everybody on what you need to know there. We are also gonna talk about um the really interesting news lately of Google sort of ramping up its efforts to try and get ahead of chat GPT ever since Microsoft joined in the conversation, it just feels like these things have just been ramping up louder and louder. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because it's just become inescapable at this point. <laughs> and a couple hours before we sat down to record, Google actually announced that it's holding a special event in Paris. It's going to be streamed live. We. Oui? <laughs> Wait, excuse me. But quoi? <laughs> Pourquoi? <laughs> That's is that what it is? I think it's pourquoi. Oh quoi? Oh yeah, pourquoi? Right, like porqué in Spanish. Yes. Look at us distilling the Latin language. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take. I didn't take French as my compulsory language course in high school. I did take Latin, which has all like most of those languages in it. So I'm going to just assume that I know how to speak. Okay, all about all the that Latin is languages. beautiful. I wish I learned Latin. Tota Gallia, Duita Est, and Tres Partem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, g- given uh, given the number of Romanians who wheel in and out of your life on a regular basis, that was probably a very good investment. I, I rarely get any Romans from the Holy Roman Empire, you know, rolling up in my house for Thanksgiving. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. I Romanian is spoken more often on TikTok than Latin is at this point, I would say. <laughs> um, it's quite a popular platform overseas. All right, let's take a quick break. Well, this week I had to scale not one, not two, but three 85 degree hills to get to the Masonic Auditorium so that I could be there for Samsung's Unpacked event. Now, I have to say that I did the right thing and I left the house on time. I went to the BART station. I took the BART train. Unfortunately, I got an old BART train and it broke down in Oakland. And then I was delayed. And then by the time I actually got downtown, I had to scale those hills and I was so tired when I got to the Samsung venue that the people who were checking me in could like tell I had (laughs) tried to go up fast those hills. My thighs were screaming, Andy. They were screaming. I was sweating so bad. There, I've anyway, I need to complain about that. There are are places in San Francisco, for those of you who've never been, where you you almost need the bat ropes to get up those hills. I, I, there, they actually put divots into the concrete so that you can walk along them so that you do exactly. not slip. It's a, it's a sidewalk. It's a sidewalk. It's a sidewalk. And suddenly it stares like, not like you turn left and there's, yep. yeah. And I, I, I still, yeah. I, I still, my, my thighs are still burning from maybe my third or fourth visit where I was looking at, I was looking at, this is pre Google maps. I was looking at like my actual, like laminated, like tourist map and said, Ooh, Koi tower. That's, that sounds really, really cool. And according to this map, oh, it's, 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 it's only, oh. it's only like six blocks away from where I am right now. That's, that's it. I can, I can I be there in like 10 minutes. I have done that since my twenties. Yeah. And not 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 appreciating oh, that the six that the the six blocks are, as you say, like climbing 
<laughs> 40 flights of stairs. It's like six, six blocks lateral and like eight blocks vertical. Just it's like, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel for this you. is why don't, I, I'm sorry. Just don't walk. Don't ask me to go walking in San Francisco. And if you do <laughs> like, tell me we're going walking and then I'll, I'll wear the right gear. Not like, Boots. Anyway, tell me we're going I, I walking, and I'll, I'll 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 get an Uber, and I'll meet you wherever it is that we're walking to. And I will but... I will buy two frescas, one for me to enjoy over the forty five minutes it's going to take oh, for you to walk there, fresca. and another ice cold fresca. How old were you when you realized that it was actually grapefruit soda? To me, uh, growing up, oh, uh, like like six. I was like six or seven oh, okay. when so I realized that. For me, I, I was and like, I thought in my that 20s, that would mean I, I would thought, like I grapefruit. Taste, I just thought it tasted like fresco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't like grapefruit, by the way, on its own. Mm-hmm. I only like grapefruit soda. Uh, all right, so now we had yes. that little digression, <laughs> but you know, so Samsung picked a great venue. It's right across the street from Grace Cathedral. What Samsung did this year in downtown San Francisco is they actually rented out a boutique space. Now, I want to bring this up because I just think it's very interesting that they are attempting to bring this to San Francisco because SF where it is right now compared to New York City, same problems. New York (laughs) cities are just, you know, it just looks different in New York City, but New York City is more equipped with... uh, a sheen storefront to be able to do this. <laughs> There's so many beautiful event spaces that are very like shielded. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, Versus yes. Samsung chose a store directly across the street from like what used to be a giant five story H and M flagship store. And that entire block, like every retailer has left over the pandemic. And so it's this very quiet block where nothing is really happening anymore. But then all of a sudden there's a Samsung like experience store. So like I appreciate it as a tax paying buried resident, you know, I appreciate <laughs> that they did this also because it meant I didn't have to go to New York. I could just yes. come home and be with my family at the end of the event. But I was very concerned because I'm very scared of, the idea people may get of San Francisco right now because it's it's struggling. It it's, is. It's, it's struggling. Going, it's going through a, a moment. A mass exodus. It's going through a moment. It's it is. Um and you know honestly though it's probably a perfect metaphor because I feel like this this galaxy announcement that happened is also kind of a moment in time that we're going to remember. Hmm. It may not seem like it when we talk about the ultra the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra. That was the big phone that they trotted out at this event. Um, They introduced it alongside the other Galaxy S23 flagship, but I don't have it in hand. (laughs) So (laughs) it's not on my mind right now. The Ultra, however, is kind of like the big marketing seller. Like that's the one that is really good. That's going to be in the ads. That's going to be on the billboards. That's going to be the, the de facto thing you see when you enter the Verizon store. Now, can a I, can, lot of people are asking. Yes. Can I can I ask you a couple a couple of questions as someone who uh, was was not there watched most of the live stream, not all of it though. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, number one, the Masonic Auditorium. It really looks cool inside, but it gave like the presentation like this Doctor Strange Love sort of vibe, where like the people in the upper balcony were in this circle of shadow, peering down upon this circle of light. 
with the presentation was happening what what was the overall vibe inside the masonic auditorium it's always really weird when a tech keynote is happening at a music venue yeah (laughs) you know at least like when google does the whole developer thing at the shoreline i don't know why i think it's because I think it's because it's not as serious as what this was. Because this, what this was, it was Samsung had, uh, you know, investors and partners, and Google was there, and you know, this was very much like one of those things. And it's it's always a weird vibe when it's in like this, this is a rock venue. Like I, I've seen shows there, you know. <laughs> so the bathrooms are disgusting, <laughs> even when they're really clean. The graffiti must be exceptional. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's lots of stories in there. <laughs> there you, there you go. A lot. <laughs> well, well, I'm not going to continue because I've got eight jokes, none of which are none of which oh, are acceptable. There's a couch in the bathroom, by the way. There's a couch in the women's bathroom, like a seating area, so like all the women can sit in there. And like, I bet you that used to be a smoking area, knowing San Francisco. <laughs> so see this. I had more fun at the venue than I did. Oh, the oh, the chemicals those cushions Sorry. must have absorbed over the years. <laughs> it, uh, it was a very like, yeah. Go ahead, keep I mean, asking questions. No, no, I, I, but, I but but yeah. I mean, that, that, all, all the other question that I always have to ask is, did they give you lunch? Like, was was there food provided? And if so, how good? They was did it? offer lunch, but I didn't. I didn't take it. I ended up oh. um, going to go eat at a Michelin. Rated restaurant. <laughs> Fair. Because I was like, hey, I'm in downtown San Francisco. I sh- right. I should go sp- splurge a little bit and get like some of the best Thai food that I can find. So I ended up doing that after I went and I picked up my review unit because after the event, I had to walk down the hill that I had just right. scaled so I could go back to Powell Street and go to the store where they had my review unit. Um, so I got a lot of steps in that yes. day. <laughs> <laughs> D- downhill is not necessarily easier either. As a, as a Bostonian, let me let me say that the reason why the Boston Marathon is respected for the amount of damage that it does to even a well-trained, experienced marathoner is that it's a hill, like halfway, a gentle hill all the way up. So you're fighting this hill, but then like when your body is completely shot, you have to walk downhill uh, forcing a totally different set of muscles to keep you upright and on balance. Yes. And that's what kills people it's by mile 18 workout. or 19. It is such a workout. I, I have, I have uh, so, I have so much respect for you, like doing this. I, I've done, I've done lots of events in San Francisco, it's a lovely city, uh, uh, for the pre moment San Francisco, but, uh, uh, but still, yeah, it's, it has its charms. It also has its like, okay, what are the chances that maybe I can just stay in my hotel room and watch the live stream over Wi-Fi and just sort of like saunter over at my own leisure? Because I really don't feel like making that climb right now. I will say that I was really happy to be there in person because you do get such a different understanding of what the marketing is Absolutely. behind the product yeah. when it's all live and everybody you know knows about it versus like when it's just me in a controlled room. You, you hear you, you hear the story. You hear the you hear them tell you the story that they had in mind, not necessarily the story that you're going to write down and then share with others. But it's helpful to know like what did they think was people what what did they think that people were absolutely going to react to and as such 
they that's the reason why they they put a, they gave a half hour of the presentation to this one feature and that's why they made the special video for it and you could yeah i've i've been there it's it's valuable let's talk about that let's talk about that camera because it did get half an hour of spotlight on in the keynote and it is 200 megapixels and it may seem like a complete overkill which it, it kind of is, but, um, and I proved that last year with the 108 megapixel camera on the S22 ultra. Okay. So this is not something new. And two, and I, I don't, I, I haven't received my unit for testing yet, but, uh, I talked to somebody who runs an independent lab and they were able to verify for me that 200 is a much larger number than 108 science. Yes, correct. They showed me a chart, you showed me a graph of them. So I, so you, you betcha, I was impressed with this new camera. I do think that what is happening here is Samsung is really trying to trot out what it can do with a camera yeah. versus what Google's been doing with AI. But the difference is that Samsung trots out the number and Google trots out the machine. <laughs> the so photos. Google's like, this machine is doing the work for us versus Samsung says, oh, don't, but don't worry, we got the hardware to cover you there. But it's, but they both work for such different reasons. Like that's why the Pixel smartphones are much more balanced when they take photos and a Samsung photo is never properly balanced. Yeah. Not in my 10 years of testing these things. It's always either extremely saturated or just slightly too sharp in some edges, you know, and I've, I've always thought it was it's because they give you so much glass yeah no exactly i've always thought it was kind of interesting because uh samsung is the world's oh, probably the world's greatest manufacturer of stuff in general and every mm -hmm. time they roll out a flagship phone it's not just they're not just selling consumers the sam the samsung s23 they're selling every other phone maker here is our new here is our new 200 megapixel camera sensor that you can put into your own devices here is our screen technology that you can put into your devices here is look at look at our manufacturing tolerances how we managed to get this battery uh, to fit into this space and so that I, I think you're right. That's that kind of feeds into they like the they like the features that are based on a hardware component that can give them a very clearly reportable number, as opposed to well, here are six photos that we took with this camera. Aren't they all impressive? And you're like, okay, they look like good camera phone photos. Like that. Wow, that phone must have cost at least two hundred ninety nine dollars. Oh wait, no, it's twelve hundred. Okay. And here's the other thing is it's not a mirrorless. So when you, they touted all these ways that you can connect the device to a Samsung, uh, the new Samsung laptop laptop. So they also announced the galaxy book pro and then like several different variations of that, um, which I kind of also covered obviously just because I went hands-on with them at the same time as the phones. And so they have this special feature where you can like send over a photo. You took an expert raw, which is the app slash featurette on inside the Samsung camera that you can use to take raw photos. And then it'll just like beam it off to Adobe Lightroom on your windows PC, which cool. I love it. I love, I do love that kind of like cross platform, um, seamlessness. It's awesome. But the glass on an S23 Ultra <laughs> is not the glass on my Sony Alpha. Yeah. Okay. Even the kit lens that I have on that thing is way more powerful than the itty bitty little lens <laughs> that they're putting on these phones. Um, I am, all that said, 
I'm extremely looking forward to testing out the camera. I had so much fun testing out the 108 (laughs) megapixel one last year. I was very impressed by the fact that I could take photos of the moon. And so as like a catch-all phone, I understand. But, you know, Andy, at what point are we just going to stop trying to convince people that what they want is just a phone? Like, I would have loved Samsung to just put all their money into foldables and just say, that's it. We're committing. Let's do this. (laughs) Because to me, the foldable is the innovation. This to me is just an iterative show off. It's it's I'm I, again I, I've I've been aware of this phone for exactly 24 hours. I don't I have not used it. I'm just I'm just saying that they didn't show anything off either during the presentation or during the technical stuff that I learned afterward that made me think. My goodness, the 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 world of yeah, and you got the S Pen. I, I have to say that I still yeah, just... if if any uh, it's uh, if the Ultra cost a thousand dollars instead of twelve hundred dollars minimum. That could still be a temptation because uh, if yeah, I I think styluses on a really big screen are super hot. It's it's stuff that I actually okay. use a lot. Okay, but think about this. Hold on, I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to make you close your eyes. I'm sorry, and I want you to imagine however you feel comfortable closing your eyes, and I want you to imagine Samsung Galaxy Z Fold with an S Pen that pops out of it. Here, I'm going to do it right now. You can open your eyes and okay. then I'll, I'll I'll give you a real visual of this. Okay. okay, hold on. I'm taking out the S Pen. Here's the Z Fold. You I'm the holding fold. it. And here's the S Pen. Could you could imagine? Yeah. Like pop it. Ooh, it's coming out. <laughs> I'm See, gonna draw on the screen now. <laughs> I also a a that 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 is super hot. I also can't uh, can't help but see like that that massive like divot in the center of the screen where the hinge is where I can, and it where being I can like a ski jump and but, i can look at you through it too yeah it would the, the pen the i think that in concept it would be wonderful in practice using that pen would be like being a skateboarder on a half pipe it's like <laughs> anytime any straight line would have a little hump and bump in it we'll see i'll i'll try it um we'll see. i'll try it i'll play with the expert raw i will tell you all about this stuff i promise i will put this thing through its Uh, paces i promise i'm going to test out the battery i want to see if this thing will last as long as the iphone 14 pro max which lasted an entire 24 hours like promised 5,000 milliamp hour battery apple promised isn't it yeah yeah that's that's heavy apple doesn't tell us their milliamps but Eh, i fix it whatever they don't tell us i fix it i fix it told us i know that's true that's true um now there were some things that are missing from the lineup. I know we didn't talk very much about the S23 and 23 plus. Um, I think the most important thing to know is that they have 50 megapixel cameras, but otherwise it's the same processor, the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2. Now, uh, The Verge wrote this piece that I'm a little confused about, which is that um, they're wondering, like, where's the satellite connectivity, Samsung? Like, Apple came out with its emergency SOS via satellite. It did such a great job of like promoting that. And, you know, now it's like it doesn't even need to market it because local news will write about somebody getting saved by an iPhone now (laughs) because of the satellite feature. So marketing is built into it for Apple. Um, But the thing about the Qualcomm satellite ability, which the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 is supposed to have, 
what the chip does have is um, compatibility with it, but it is missing a specific antenna that is needed right. to connect to the satellites. Now, The Verge was saying, like, where is it? But they told us in Vegas in January in the desert. When you got a demo of this, I have, call call, I yeah. ha- when I got a demo, which I recorded because I am a journalist <laughs> and I take notes when I go everywhere, specifically out of the mouth of uh, one of the people who works at Qualcomm say that this is not coming out until the end of the year. Okay. So the phones that will come out in the last half of 2023 is when we can expect this to work. And my understanding of this is because I understand how supply chains work. This phone was already in the process when Qualcomm decided to make that announcement at CES. And I feel like the reason that they pushed that announcement so soon after Apple went live in November is because they wanted to have it be in the zeitgeist of thought. They wanted to be mentioned, you know, now when I report on Apple satellite, I also have to report that Qualcomm is also coming out with theirs. So that was the whole point of that. Um, I just kind of want to bring context to this okay? for anybody who is wondering, like, let's, let's think about what's happening in, in warehouses overseas um, and, and why we don't have technology as quickly as like when it's announced, because it has to actually be put into things and tested and has to pass testing and like, make sure that it works. Uh, And all that Qualcomm showed us was a demo unit. It was a dummy demo unit. So it was, it was it was interesting. I mean, that 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 that's all a super ex- excellent point. Uh, sometimes you don't know what the lead time is on getting these things engineered into a finished product until you see an example like this. Because you, you got to imagine the 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 number of Qualcomm processors that uh, that the company's going to be selling to Samsung. If they have, if there had been an ability for them to tell to to work with Samsung and say, here's how we're we're going to make sure that the S twenty three all models that use this chip. Uh, you you certainly aren't going to be able to promise anything or give people a target date because this system is not even going to be active for the end, the end of the year. But we're going to work with you to make sure that whatever it that uh, you can, if you want to build a phone that can light up this feature at the end of the year, that there's not there's going to be nothing precluding it from happening. And it's it just seemed. Yeah, it was it was something that I ha- you had to remind me of about how the, the nature of the demonstration that Qualcomm gave you that it wasn't necessarily here is a working sample phone that's the that was basically a box of <laughs> a box of guts, kind of. Yeah, I and I'm and I'm sorry for soapboxing. No, 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 no. no you're you're absolutely right. This is what we do you're here, but right. but I just I I read that um, article and and just kind of like was thinking, wait a minute, they totally told us that this is not ready because the phones that are coming out now today this right. this week don't have the requisite hardware. So something to pay attention to, you know. Um, they had been buzzing about the satellite connectivity in the iPhone as soon as it started being manufactured overseas. Right. And they're already manufacturing the iPhone 15, according to supply chain analysts and leaks and all that. So we know that like this stuff is done a year ahead of time. Uh, one little thing, though, that I do want to bring up is that One UI 5.1, <laughs> that is Samsung's version of Android, essentially. Let's call it that. There are some new tidbits that I'm looking forward to checking out. Uh, the software has gotten a lot better over the last couple of years since they rebranded it to this One UI. Bixby Text Calling 
was kind of the interesting, like, I don't, Samsung is not killing Bixby. It's just <laughs> giving it like a special edge over what the Google Assistant can do. So what I'm noticing that they're doing is they're doing a lot of Galaxy specific features that you can access. And so Bixby is one of these where it's like, well, we'll give you access to this cool computational thing that we figured out how to do only with our phones. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. I, I have to test that. Um, and luckily for me, I have so many phones to test it with. Yeah. So one thing, one thing I'd love, I'd love for you to ch- test for me is um, Samsung has been like getting a lot of flack because they're like the, they're, they are really the Android uh, phone maker and they're not supporting mm-hmm. Android seamless updates, which is something that uh, uh, Google went to extremely great creative lengths uh, to engineer a solution to the problem of like every time you install a major update to Android, you know what, you know where it, you, you got to set aside like a good 10, 15, 20 minutes because it has to basically rebuild all the apps. You got this this dialogue that says <laughs> like, what is it? Rebuilding apps or whatever uh, to, to basically prep mm-hmm. it and get it ready to actually launch and run because it is actually replacing your copy of Android with this new copy. So to make that seamless, so to speak, Google created this new system called seamless updates that has to be supported by the hardware where it actually just creates a brand new part, creates a brand new partition in which it installs the new Android and then just simply switches the boot partition from the old one to the new one so that you don't have, mm-hmm. it basically happens a lot more, a lot simpler. Uh, and that's why I've haven't seen that thing ever since, uh, ever, ever since like this thing came out in Android, was it 13 Android 12, a couple of couple years it- ago. Wasn't it Project Mainline? Yeah, yeah, that was that was, was Project that was, Mainline. That was an expression okay. of Project Mainline, um, and Samsung has not supported it as yet. And uh, actually, now this is a question number two that you can answer for me. You can answer these in any 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 order you want. I got confused as to when these things are shipping, or maybe the international shipping is different from the. They're supposed to be on United sale States. the seventeenth. Yeah, and and so I'm I'm on Reddit, and there are people like in Europe who walked yeah. into walk into a Samsung store expecting to lay on a pre order, and they walked out with a brand new like S23 of their choice. And so one of them was saying that, hey, I ran this, I, I ran a, a diagnostic app that basically uh, will tell you if an Android phone supports seamless updates or not and said that the, the S23 that he walked out with does not support it, which would have been, uh, I don't know. It, uh, let's say, let's say a provocative act. It's like, it's like when you, uh, there's a friend that you've been in and out on the ins and outs with like since college and they invite you to their wedding and you RSVP and then like the night before you come up with a lame excuse as to why you're not coming. It's like it's suspicious as hell. It's like you you have to evaluate whether or not Samsung is just sort of playing with Android at this point, playing with Google. Mm-hmm. If at this point their flagship phone doesn't support like the coolest feature that eliminates a longstanding complaint about Google. Wait a minute. Speaking of playing with Google. um. If you were watching the keynote, you might have noticed that Hiroshi Lockheimer was there. There you go. Um, in addition to uh, Qualcomm CEO Cristiano Amon. Um, and they went up on stage to talk lots of buzzwords. Can I, can I just, can I just, can I just say that? Minutes. Like, I, I, I hope that like, being CEO of Qualcomm was Cristiano Amon's like, fallback position. Because with a name like that, you know he had to get into fashion design like as his... Like, he, that's... that's 
that that's such a fashion designer. Ooh, the new the the new spring collection from, from Cristiano Emon. It's I, I know right. I always have to I always have to double look that up because he's the CEO of Qualcomm. I should like memorize his his, his name, but it's not the name of a CEO of of a chip manufacturer. I'm sorry, that's a side issue. I've just had to mention it because I had to type that name like several no, times. No, it's in fact maybe he should consider it um, in case he decides he no longer wants to head up a giant chip maker. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. So Hiroshi Lockheimer, SVP of Android Chrome, and all the things that we love, uh, was there on stage with Qualcomm CEO, and they were talking about developing this XR chip. Um, and XR is extended, is a type of extended reality. So it's AR, VR. It's really just buzzwordy right it's, now. It's I'm like sorry, a catch-all phrase for we have we have no just... we have no idea what we're going to build, but it's going to involve looking stupid. That's through exactly glasses. what I got from that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Correct. That's all I got from that whole conversation that they had is like, look, we're all friends and we're going to build this platform. And and I'm just like, together. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good it's, for you. It was cool. So, it was so vague. I'm still not joining the metaverse. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was so ridiculously vague because. I don't. It, all they all they did was uh, pull uh, uh, pull Cristiano Emon uh, and Hiroshi on stage and say, "Hey, we've entered into. We're, we agreed that uh, we're all going to work together to build this uh, this uh, AR slash VR like hardware." And Qualcomm, we're going. We Samsung are going to build the device itself, and and Qualcomm is going to build the chipset, and Google is going to build like the, the 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 software ecosystem around it. And apparently, there's going to be a brand new edition of Android that hasn't been announced yet. But they didn't. But any any sort of follow up was so quickly batted away of course they didn't have a prototype of course they didn't have a design spec of course they didn't have any plans of like well are you trying to build goggles like a three a four thousand dollar helmet are you is it going to be like this year next year 10 years from now it was just hey we've agreed that we're all going to lose a lot of money together instead of losing a lot of money on ar vr separately like i didn't okay i just is this like is this what Qualcomm's going to do now? They're just going to come and like announce things before things are ready because I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's like it's it's know, like just... it's 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 like I don't know. I, I think that a lot of companies correctly or incorrectly are just worried about what happens if as is rumored Apple releases its developer edition of its uh, mm-hmm. virtual reality goggles sometime this summer because you kind of have to make sure that s- uh, you put it really, really well, like as a journalist, that it it, is, it assures it assures uh, an act like what they did uh, announcing this thing yesterday means that if I write enough words about the Apple actual shipping or actually announced headset, I have to mention that. And of course, all the, uh, and of course, uh, it joins it joins what could be a crowded market in 2024 as Samsung recently announced that they are too are developing uh, AR hardware in conjunction with Qualcomm and, and Google. So yeah, so it basically makes people think that you're not playing catch up. You're imaginary, hypothetical, it could just be dry erase marker on a whiteboard somewhere in a conference room and no farther than that, no further than that, uh, is as uh, big an advancement as this actual thing that was demonstrated live in front of like a couple of thousand psychophants in, uh, uh, in Cupertino. Goodness gracious. Oh, it's it's going to be an interesting year of mm. 
cutbacks and <laughs> innovation. I, I'm very curious to see how that's all going to partake. Uh, let's take a quick little break. And then when we get back, we will talk actual Google things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so with everything that is going on with ChatGPT right now, we would be remiss not to bring up the giant Google-colored elephant in the room, <laughs> which is that, I mean, the, the easy narrative is that Google is shaking in its bones about the fact that Microsoft has signed on to ChatGPT, about the fact that like this AI, I'm just going to call it this AI because it's just a catch-all phrase at this point, but this AI is just getting so many headlines right now it's just absolutely buzzworthy not to mention the fact that it's apparently doing the work of some journalists <clears throat> at some websites <laughs> certain four-letter websites uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. god way to make the rest of us look bad um what a lovely industry we've but, chosen to work in <laughs> i know it's it's wild, but so obviously we've all been kind of like sitting and waiting, like what is Google going to do, right? Because a couple of weeks ago they, you know, posted all these blogs about how great their AI is and how we're so committed to it, yada, yada, yada. And so it's just been this in very intense, subtle way of Google just being like, we're here, we're working on it. But what I feel like is what is going on with ChatGPT is making Google be like, well, we have to just go ahead and push it. Yeah, <laughs> we just it's, make, it's making them look something. bad. Which which is scary mm -hmm. to which is scary to me because when they had their big AI event uh, over the was it, over the summer a few few months ago, but they had mm -hmm. like but yeah. short, shortly after I think the the or shortly before the Made by Google event I think, uh, and they had they they had an event where they just spent like forty five minutes to an hour just talking about their AI initiatives in which they talked about generative AI like this. <laughs> And as much time as they spent on the stuff that they're working on in research, they spent just as much time saying that, but we can't release this or integrate this into Google products until we've really looked at the ethical impl implications of this. We make sure that it's actually doing what it's supposed to be doing, uh, that it's actually, that its results are actually useful. We have to figure out how people are going to be interacting with these tools and using them. Whereas like, uh, uh, the, the the makers between between chat gpt uh are like well these spores the, the, this meteor landed in a field uh, like by the house and ejected these spores that grew into these plants that uh there and we ate one of them and boy is it tasty so we decided we just like start selling these plants all over the world well i say wait a minute but should you check to make sure that these things are safe to eat and they're not just actual death pods or anything no 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 look they're cute look they get up and walk on their own they bark and they meow especially after they've assimilated the bodies of household pets it's wonderful nothing bad can happen from this and google oddly enough is the one being cautious about it and now they're kind of paying the price because even though they've been talking about lambda now for two years uh it's not as though they've been sitting on their hands it's not as though they've been lapped by anybody it's just that they've had this stuff but they haven't released it because Again, either because they're being ethical, and again, I know that ethics and AI starts with okay. So why did you fire your two, the, the two chiefs that you hired to, to look out for ethical AI at Google? Uh, but at, at this, whether whether it's for actual ethical considerations or they just couldn't figure out how to put this into Google search without it killing like their ad business or something, they are still like not they're not releasing this in order to. 
uh, find out later on that yeah, people Google for hi, my kid is ch- my, my my kid ate a raisin and now their the lips are turning purple. What do I do? And because they used the conversational AI, they basically repeated something that they saw on 4chan after scraping <laughs> after scraping a website and the kid died. That's not PR that they want. And so they're being more cautious, but now they have, now they're kind of like, they kind of have to do something to make sure that they don't, that they don't lose confidence and they don't lose like people's eyeballs and attention. So what are they going to do, Andy? They're going to put it in the search engine. (laughs) So I don't lose confidence in it. Right. So they're going to put it in the search engine. Um, Yeah. So I guess CNBC has actually seen some internal documentation that is just describing how Google has been experimenting with Lambda technology. And that's the one we've been talking about over the last couple of Google IOs. That was the one that was the paper airplane. It's their own conversational generational AI. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, They're looking at experimenting at adding this into Google search. And they're really just placing themselves under a lot of pressure to kind of like hurry up and develop these ideas, like make them something that a consumer can consume, let's say, in whatever way that may be. Um, One memo that was seen by CNBC underscored the need to prioritize working on a response to chat GPT. So that's where the narrative comes of like Google shaking its bones. Um, In the short term, the memo reads, it takes precedence over other projects. It even warned some employees to stop attending certain meetings that were unrelated to Google's response to chat GPT. So again, People running with their heads cut off is how this is like being described, right? Attention, all employees, training and installation of new carbon monoxide detectors in the facility has been postponed until after the shipping of our chat GPT. Please breathe low on the floor and in shifts until the new the new meters have been installed. That is all. Go back to work. Hold on. It gets better. So Google is testing two ideas. The first one is called the Apprentice Bard. <laughs> hey, Nani, Nani. They've gone to okay. the Ren Fest. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say, oh my God, the Bard is the worst in Skyrim. Anyway, the Apprentice Bard is the turkey legs for all. I know. They're just singing a song about how drunk you were the night before. Um, Employee. So, okay, employees, they enter a question in a dialogue box and they get a text answer and then they give feedback on the response. But based on several responses viewed by CNBC, the apprentice bar's answers include recent events, which is a feature chat GPT doesn't have yet. So this is something that could potentially be like marketable in a, oh my God, this is a helpful way versus, oh my God, this is creepy. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Apparently a Googler... Um, Decided to just be hilarious <laughs> in these trying times. <laughs> Puckish, sure. They asked the apprentice bard if there will be another la- round of layoffs at Google. <laughs> Andy, would you like to read the reply of the bard? Yes. According to my database access, it is unlikely for Google to conduct another round of layoffs in 2023. Layoffs are generally conducted to reduce costs and structure, but the company's doing well financially. In fact, Google's revenue increased by 34% in 2021, and the company's stock price has risen by 70% since January 2022. 
And I think that I, I think that the whoever senior executives like yanked the plug on the server before it could complete the response and said that so obviously if there were massive layoffs, if there were ever massive layoffs, it wasn't because the company is struggling. It's because they're trying to underpay their workers and load them up with a lot more work without paying them any more. Is there anything else I can explain <sighs> about late stage capitalism to you? I was just going to say, you got to get the capitalism buzzword in there. Um, it, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Just, we got to get speaking, off Apprentice speaking Bard. Of, speaking of puckish. Apprentice Bard is... Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't do that. like as a I should have got my, 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 my string like ukulele and done it like... Doo, 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 doo. According to my database access, it's unlikely for Google to conduct. Another round of layoffs in 2023. Layoffs are generally conducted to reduce cost and structure, but the company is doing well financially. In fact, Google's revenue increased by 34% in 2021, and the company's stock price has risen by 70% since January 2022. They also spent $70 billion in stock buybacks and is predicted to spend another $30 billion more, which they certainly wouldn't do if they were trying to justify having to tighten their belts and not fire people. Sorry. (laughs) Andy is previewing next week's uh, facts. (laughs) Okay, so that's the apprentice bard. (laughs) Let's let let the bard sing in his castle. Um, Thank you, apprentice bard, by the way, for that lovely... uh, show please go to the next bar uh <laughs> um now an alternate search tap, page milady <laughs> oh god i cannot <laughs> the lady um sometimes my husband calls me that just to see me rage but um okay we're unhinged just like apprentice bard the second feature besides apprentice bard would be an alternate an alternate search page, which guides you to the information via a question and answer format. So think of, um, think of an onboarding, right? At like a hospital or something where you walk in. Actually, I think Kaiser does this now where you walk in and you like tell it what's going on. Um, CNBC has actually seen some of the designs. So it's a version of the Google Home search page and search bar, but it has five different prompts for potential questions underneath it. So kind of like where I'm feeling lucky would normally appear. It also has a small chat logo inside the far right end of the search bar. So you are essentially chatting, right? So you know that you're going to get, yeah. Exactly. So when you enter in a question, a gray bubble appears under the search bar with the same kind of human like responses you might get in one of those like fake customer service things that pops up. Like when you're on a Shopify page, because they have that little like AI that they let you pay for now. Um, Followed by several follow-up questions related to the first one. And then Google search results will list uh, underneath, excuse me, Google search results will populate underneath that. And I, can kind of like envision it in my head. I'm just yeah. best best of both worlds. I, I can see you're, how that would work. You're, you're getting you're getting like the search results, the list the list of search results you're used to getting, but also a conversation right, yeah. that helps you to, to explore the question that, that you're trying to get, trying to answer. Yeah. So it's a collaborative smarter child, is what it is. <laughs> for those who remember smarter child, uh, back in the AIM days, and I, I could see that working for Google, but you know what's going to happen with that, right? 
the same thing that happened with the automatic uh, fill-in for search, which is, let's say somebody types in, why are black people? I'm sorry to right. use such a like nope, nope, intense nope. That's, example. That's an excellent okay. example. Perfect. But let's say somebody types in that, like, and then what happened in the past is we saw that the AI would say some very problematic answers because that was what people were looking up because people are awful as we have <laughs> learned. And um, we have a rampant issue in our society. Um, and that rampant issue of course is going to show up in AI. And so you can only imagine like what happened to Microsoft's Taybot. What could happen right. here? Yeah. Okay. So I worry about Google rushing this to market. I really do. Yeah. Uh, in an effort to try and show up against Microsoft and everybody else that's doing their own AI thing. Um, at the very least, Google has been testing Lambda against ChatGPT with similar prompts. So I think what they're going to try and do is, I bet they're going to use that as a blueprint for how to make theirs better. Um, a prompt actually asked both AIs to write a funny movie scene in the style of a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> <laughs> describing the scene premise lambda actually wrote a concise scene formatted as a proper screenplay while chat gpt responded at greater length and depth in narrative form which to me sounds like chat gpt is a still a film major in college who's <laughs> trying to prove themselves and lambda is somebody who has graduated college and is trying to prove that the film degree was actually <laughs> of use to them even though they're in marketing yes Thank you for allowing me to go with my very reach, far-reaching metaphor. Yes. Um, another prompt actually gave both AIs the same word problem to solve, but only Lambda answered it correctly. So maybe Google is onto something. Yeah. Again, they've Lambda, Lambda's. They've only been showing off Lambda for two years, you know, and God knows how long they've been spending on it before then. So I, I two I, years I, over a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I, I instinctively believe that lambda and anything else they haven't they haven't given a name to is going to be more sophisticated than chat gpt at the very least they understand that it has chat gpt has generated a lot of really funny and easy to reproduce easy to to forward demos it hasn't it has yet to really demonstrate its full utility as a tool outside of, of a few very very limited uh, lim limited situations uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, well, we'll, we'll see. I, we, 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 I, I just, I hope that this doesn't become a chat GPT world where it's, there's no substance to this. You can't believe anything that this, this, your, your robot buddy tells you, uh, but at least he've, he chat, actually it's like this where chat GPT is the one person is the person in your work group who has the answer right away, but you know, that they just had to start talking and start answering the question immediately, whether they knew it or not. And they don't know the answer, but they know how to put, make noises with their mouth. That sounds like a convincingly true answer because they've heard, they've heard other legitimately smart people answer questions like that before. Whereas uh, Google's Lambda is like the legitimately smart person who says, can I get back to you that can I get back to you on that? And, and uh, 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 this afternoon I have to look up a few things. Where it's like, fuck, you didn't have the answer right away. Yes, but I had the answer that didn't burn down the entire lab. Thank you very much. At least I can solve a simple word problem. 
Uh, well, really quickly before we start wrapping up here, let's talk about this special event that's coming soon for us. Um, so Google announced sort of like last minute that it's going to hold an event about search and AI on February 8th. So that is happening. Let's see. Next Wednesday. Wednesday. So next week's show, we'll probably we'll have a little we'll have we'll, we'll talk about this on next week's show. But um, it's happening in Paris. Invitations actually went out. Uh Andy and I have not been invited to Paris, so <laughs> that, that's no too bad because I escargot def- for us. I I, I definitely had twenty four hundred dollars that I could spend like on six days' notice <laughs> to go to Paris, and I definitely would have because sp- oh, that that's that's nothing. I got that much on me. Yeah, I, I sometimes you're grateful for the excuse that oh I wasn't <sighs> invited, so I'm not gonna I'm not yeah, gonna I just know. show up. I know that would be rude. <laughs> I it is interesting that they're having it in Paris. I'm very curious to understand what is happening there. But the invite says that the event is about how Google is using the power of AI to reimagine how people search for, explore, and interact with information, making it more natural and intuitive than ever before to find what you need. God, that was just, <laughs> that was just jargon. <laughs> it was a, that was a, that was a very good chat GPT result. That, that sounds like something a human would say. I'm so sick Didn't of have you any telling me how intuitive you're trying to make technology. Because yeah. stop trying to replace me with it. Um, <laughs> there's also a teaser about search, maps, and beyond. Maybe it'll have something to do with the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Um, maybe Google will show us some chat GPT previews. I, again, worry about showing something this soon. Um Alphabet did say, so Sundar Pichai on today's Alphabet quarterly earnings call said that Google will be letting people interact directly with the language models as a companion to search. So we do know that that's coming. And it's a wonder if they're going to use this to kind of like yeah. roll out. He said he said it was coming soon. The Parisian carpet. So, yeah. Yeah. But but then again, the artwork that comes with this invitation doesn't really suggest any of that. It's It's got macaroons. It's got a... a <laughs> A cute little French bicycle. It has some some shoes. <laughs> Sorry to everybody who's French out there. I I have never been to your country. Um, someone 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 went to Shutter, is... so, someone at Google went to Shutterstock.com and spent over thirty dollars on stock <laughs> on stock clip art. That's very that's how serious they are about this. The bicycle is very cute. I will say. Um, I, yeah, I. I have a feeling that this is going to be something that's like travel the world and the, the AI will help you understand how to say croissant in French. We will help. I'm help. sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll help you find some really ugly the shoes. The French are amazing protesters. Okay. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be going this hard. They're, uh, and also to their credit, the labor movement over there, they're not intimidated by, uh, they're not intimidated by corporations and they are willing to strike. So good for them. I know. God, that's incredible. Uh, anyway, this this is probably just yeah, we'll, we'll, a way for Google to flex a mojo in France. Let's yeah. be real; it's a good place to flex your mojo. Well, yeah, and if you got to, hey, you know what? If you're if you're on the the team that's supposed to like, uh, the, if you're on the tiger team, the 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 
project red team or whatever that's designed to that's that's tasked to make sure that people know that hey google is an ai company as well and you decide <laughs> that, that would be the greatest the greatest boondoggle ever to say that yeah you know what we should hold a special event in which we talk about how we used AI, not in these big flashy things like chat GPT that demo well, but aren't really useful, but how we keep integrating it in all of our products day after day after day. And once the, your boss is, wow, that's great. Let's definitely do that. Where you want to hold it? Said, um, I have three candidates that we've calculated by marketing, uh, Paris, France, uh, Aruba, uh, uh, the international space station, uh, or the Super Bowl. And congratulations. Aruba, you just, former just, Dutch colony, by the way. There you go. So tulips, <laughs> wooden shoes, and bikinis. <sighs> it, right? Um, I, I got to figure out. Well, I don't know we'll, anything about we'll Aruba. Be, uh, it, is, it is apparently a gorgeous place from what I've seen on Instagram. What I'm saying, that every place looks gorgeous on Instagram. What I'm saying is that if you're going to trick your, right. your 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 bosses at a two trillion dollar company to send you someplace to hold a major event, you're not going to choose. Right. You're not going to choose Dover, Delaware. Okay, you're 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 going to say, yeah. we're 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 uh, where are the Foo Fighters playing like next week? <laughs> they're, they're playing De- they're playing Denmark. Great, we'll have it. We'll have it in Denmark. Which tech company is Sting playing at next week? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, nothing but loot players. Talk about your talk about did, talk about your, did your you, did apprentice you, bard. <laughs> but did you you heard that he played a concert for Microsoft employees like the day before they all a bunch of people got laid off? I'm sure it was pro bono. I'm I'm sure it was just, you know, mm. give give me a free laptop or an unsold Windows phone like merchandise. He doesn't seem Sting. like he's really into money. Sting, it, he he's a self-proclaimed socialist. So True. also, it's 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 not like he accepted is, million he accepted millions of dollars to give a private performance like in a in a totalitarian regime that kills journalists. That's that's fair, Beyonce. I'm sorry, but and everybody's excited she's going on tour, but. She's in Dubai recently. Anyway, I wanted to protect I'm her sorry. anonymity. I'm on TikTok so sorry. much. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, we should probably wrap this we up before this I up. get even more unhinged about what I've been watching on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> Auntie, are you doing radio this week? I would love to listen to you. I actually did radio today. So go to WGBHnews.org to listen okay. to uh, listen to a stream of uh, exactly what we talked about. We talked about uh, – we actually did talk about uh, ChatGPT a couple – it's, it's like – I, I've, it's like, it's like as tech journalists, we will lose our liquor license if we don't talk about either Elon Musk or chat GPT twice during the month. So I, I used one of my chat GPT tokens. So only one more left to go this month. Oh, tokens. I want to go to an arcade so bad. <laughs> uh, as for me, you can read all my work at Gizmodo at flowrights.tech. That's my fun little vanity URL that I have. I do want to share something that Andy and I have been working on. So if you're interested in finding out what this is, what that is, I would implore you to go to relay.fm slash material and look at the membership section and think if that's something that you'd like to do because coming soon, Andy and I are going to be doing members only segments every week. So when you listen to us, you will have a very special extra bit for you. (laughs) If you are a subscribing member 
of the Relay FM network. So just yes. a little perk, something to think about. As a thank you, we appreciate we appreciate the time that you spend listening to us because that's the most valuable commodity of all. Those of you who can also kickle extra money our way, we are super appreciative for that. So we're doing something special for you every, each and every week. Absolutely. And maybe more special things. Who knows? Mm. Start knows starting this week because we're, we're starting we're starting recording them this week. It's gonna take a couple of weeks for them to start to get posted. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you so if you so if you sign up and you don't see them immediately. We're not liars. <laughs> you're, you're, you're They're just, happening. You're, you're, you're just you're just here on the ground floor. That's that's all. Correct. And with that note, everybody, it's time to say goodbye. We'll see you in a week. Be safe. Be happy. Be healthy. So long.